You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the Word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to His Word in Jesus' name. Good evening, Overcomers Church World Outreach and our family online. We're grateful to God for another month, grateful to God for the first Wednesday in the month. Our theme for this month is Without Delay, and um, we're just thankful that we're starting off with that, uh, with that theme. So let's begin by, by saying a word of prayer, and then we'll have a teaching and um, warfare after that. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. We thank you for kept keeping us up until this time, given all that we have faced this year. We're so grateful to you. We're thankful for everything you've done for us, Lord. We commit this month, we commit this service, we commit everything for the rest of the year into your hands, asking you, Lord, that as you have helped us thus far, that you help us until the end. Give us strength, give us wisdom, understanding, financial breakthrough, whatever it is are the needs of your people in this service or for the rest of this month, Lord. Visit us, O Lord, in a new and special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Give us understanding as we study your word. Let your spirit teach us even as I speak. Let your spirit speak through me. Let it not be my words, but your words, O Lord. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. And my topic for this evening is titled, Don't Murmur Against the Lord. Don't Murmur Against the Lord. In this month of, without delay, this month of uh, fruitfulness, as most people tag the ninth month of the year, um, we're trusting God to be fruitful and to be fruitful without delay, to be productive and to be productive without delay. So we're going to look at how murmuring and uh, delay are tied. First, I'm going to read from Exodus, and the, the, the key scripture for this month is Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. And it says, I'm paraphrasing, write down division, make it plain so that all who read it will run thereby and run without delay. So... What was the vision for the children of Israel? They're the ones, the case study I'll be looking at. In Exodus chapter 2 from verse 7, uh, Exodus chapter 3, sorry, from verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land unto a good land and large, unto, unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the, now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is come to me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith Egyptians oppress them. Then let's go to Numbers chapter 14. They've gone through, they've, they, the Lord by his mighty hand has taken them out of Egypt, and you, if you're familiar with that, they, they went through the wilderness and they were tempted. Um, there were a couple of times where they needed water and there was no water. They came to the first time they came to the waters of Mara and they said the waters are bitter and God showed Moses a tree. So there's a story um, of, up until this time. But we're in Numbers chapter, chapter 13. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, Send down men that they may search the land of Canaan. That's the land he promised them in Exodus chapter 2, verse 7. 
which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their father shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Verse 26 of that same Numbers 13. They had gone and come back after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron. These are the, the, the 12 spies. And to Aaron and to all congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh and brought back word unto them, unto all congregation and shewed them the fruit of the land. And they told them saying, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us. Surely it floweth with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and are very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. Verse 32, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, the land which they have gone to search out. It is a land that eats up its inhabitants thereof, and all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. Chapter 14, verse 1, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation had said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in the wilderness? Wherefore had the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Finally, and they said to one another, Let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. The moral of this story, when you read through from Exodus chapter two, through the deliverance of the children of Israel, through their journey uh, in the wilderness, up until this point, this was the pivotal moment. This was the time where their whole journey, the deliverance from the Red Sea, everything would have made sense for this generation of people, but they suffered delay. Why did they suffer delay? Let us look at what delay can be is defined as a period of time by which something is late or postponed. To delay someone is to make them late or to slow them down. A delay can slow down or postpone a person's destiny. Even worse, a delay in obedience can, can cut short a person's destiny. There are types of delay, mainly three types that I could identify. Man-made delays brought on by human error, laziness, mental and spiritual blindness. We see examples of that in Luke Chapter 9 from verse, from verse 57 to 62. These are the three people who came to Jesus and said, um, Lord, we want to follow you. And they all gave different excuses about why they could not follow him. I want to follow you, but first let me go do this. But first let me go do that. And none of them were found fit to follow him. So they delayed their destiny and cut short their destiny because of that delay. In Genesis chapter 27, we see the story of Jacob impersonating Esau. If Esau had gone in good time, or if Esau had the game ready, um, there's a, a great likelihood that Jacob would not have been able to steal his birthright or to be able to steal the father's blessing the way he was able to do. Esau's um, delay in getting ready what his father wanted was what cost him his, um, his, his blessing. Number two, divine delay. That is some, the delay that is brought on by God. A delay orchestrated by God, God either as a judgment or what appears to be a delay in order that his purpose might be fulfilled. Delays that brought about the fulfillment of purpose are the story of Anna, the story of uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth. Both of them were believing for a child, and God did not grant them the child when they wanted, only because God had a special plan and purpose for that child. If God had given Hannah uh, Samuel when she wanted Samuel or early on, she would not have dedicated Samuel uh, to, to God, have him live in the temple. And then Israel would not have a great prophet, one of the greatest prophets 
probably comparable to Moses. Um, the story of Moses is also a story of delay. He went after he slew the Egyptian and was kicked out of Egypt. He ended up in the land of Midian and was there 40 years. Seemed like he was delayed, but God was preparing him for the next phase of his ministry. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, we see where God wanted to brought the children out of the, uh, the land of Egypt, but did not lead them a certain way, the shorter way, because he said if they see war, they will turn back. Numbers chapter 14 is the case we are looking at today, in a, a case where delay is brought on as judgment for unbelief, rebellion, disobedience. There are demonic delays. That's the one that we are all more familiar with, the ones we pray against the most. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, the prince of Persia was delaying the answer to Daniel's prayers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19, Apostle Paul said, There is a great and effective door has been opened unto me, but there are many adversaries. Adversaries delay blessings. They delay promotion. They delay increase. They delay anytime you see adversary, anytime you see any, any force or power withstanding you, it's there either to cut short your life or to see to it that what God has planned for you is delayed. But the, the, what is our chief consideration here in the brief amount of time I have is the children of Israel. The children of Israel murmured, they complained at every turn. At every, uh, from in Exodus chapter 15, verse, we don't have time. Exodus 15, 22 to 27. Exodus chapter 16. And then Numbers chapter 13 and Numbers chapter 14. I've already read enough scripture. But when you read the story of the children of Israel, you see that the constant throughout their dealing with God in the wilderness was complaining. They complained when there was water, but the water was not sweet. They complained when they came to a place where there was no water. And it was never recorded when, when God brought them to Elim. It was never recorded that they praised God. There was never a time where they said they came together and they praised God. They came together and offered free will offerings for the building of the tabernacle. But there was never a time where it was recorded that the children of Israel lifted up their hands and they praised God. They never, they, it wasn't, there wasn't a time where it was said that they got together and they said, thank you, Lord, for this thing that you have done. They were not a thankful people. They were, generally speaking, an ungrateful people. They were, generally speaking, a rebellious people. They were, generally speaking, um, people who only saw what they didn't have. They didn't see what God had done. They never took time. After they praised God, um, um, having been delivered from the Red Sea, they never praised God again. It wasn't recorded that they sang a song of praise or they got together and any type of, uh, um, any type of appreciation to God for what he had done to them, even after they complained. And the Bible says in uh, Numbers 14, verse 22, because all these men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. God was telling them, now is the time to go into the land. Now is the time to seize the vision. Now is the time to do that thing. To, to, now is the time to complete what you started. God is saying that to someone through this message. Now is the time. Now is the time for you to take that step. It doesn't matter what the opposition is. When you give more... Um, when you give more cred credence, when you give more um, thought, or when you are afraid, when your fear of the enemy is more than your trust in God, that is an offense. That's a slap in God's face. You are telling him that he's not good enough. You are telling him he's not strong enough. Or you are saying you are, you are a good God, you are a strong God, you can provide, but you are wicked. 
you don't usually provide for me. That is what your fear translates to. That's what it means when you, you look for a reason not to do what God is telling you to do. There will always appear to be more opposition um, to your dream, to the vision that God has given you, to the vision that God has given the church. There will always appear to be more opposition. There will never be a time where God asks you to do something and everything looks like it's possible from the beginning. Never. That never happens. There's always, that's why you need him. That's why you cry to him. He'll always put you up against something that will require you to go to him in prayer, to go to him to, in thanksgiving. He will always put you up against something that will require you to call on him and say, Lord, you've done this before. Please do it again. But the worst thing you can do at any point where you are tested, when your back is against the wall, when the money is not enough, when it seems like you've lost your job, when it seems like everything is against you, the worst thing you can do is to turn around and murmur against God. You are saying, God, I hate you. You are saying, God, you are wicked. You are saying, God, well, you are, you are telling him you are not powerful enough, or you are saying, well, you are powerful, but you know you usually don't do this for me. That is what, God, that is what unbelief is not doubt. We all suffer doubt. We all have fears that we have to overcome in a place of prayer, in a place of reading the Word of God, in a place of testimony, just reciting to ourselves what God has done for us. Because a lot of times when you are praising God and telling Him what He has done for you, you are also telling that to yourself. But the worst thing you can do, and especially in a year like this, where there's, there's, um, there's reason to complain, you feel like this hasn't gone right or, or that hasn't worked out, the way you feel like there's reason to complain, please watch it. Because a lot of times when you complain, some people don't say, oh, I hate God, God is wicked. But when they complain, that is in essence what they are saying. They're saying God is not good enough. God is not powerful enough. God doesn't usually bless me. God doesn't usually remember me. And for the vast majority of people, that's a lie. God has been good to you. God has blessed you. God has favored you. God has kept you alive. For most of us, we're in good health. Most of us, were not touched by this pandemic. So look on what God has done, irrespective of the challenges ahead. There's no vision of God that will be challengeless. There's no vision of God that will look possible. There's no vision of God that will look easy. That's why it says write down the vision and make it plain. Focus on the vision. Don't focus on the enemy. Don't focus on what the enemy can do. Don't focus on how much money you don't have. Don't focus on, oh, I don't have any helper. Focus on God. Focus on the goodness of God. That's what the Bible is there for, for you to read and to focus on what God has done, to, to meditate on his testimonies, to meditate on what he has done for you before, what he has done for other people before. Encourage yourself in the Lord, in the goodness of God, because our God is a good God. I'm admonishing everyone who's listening today not to fall into the trap of the enemy so that when you are tested in a situation where there's no water, you are tested in a situation where, well, it's been a while since we've had meat. You are tested in a situation repeatedly because God tested them time and time over again to see whether they had learned from the previous time, to say to themselves, you know what? We don't have water right now, but remember the last time we didn't have water, how God came through for us miraculously. But they rejected his miracles because they were ungrateful. An ungrateful person always finds something to complain about. Always find something that's not enough. A grateful person always looks and says, you know what? It's bad, but this has been good. God has provided. I'm in good health. Where there's life, there's hope. So I am challenging everyone. I'm admonishing everyone. I'm, I'm uh, appealing to everyone who's watching to have a grateful heart. Be grateful for what God has done. Be grateful for where you've come. Be grateful that you're alive. 
Be grateful that even if things are not going well, the power of God is available to turn things around. And start thanking God. Start thanking God for the things he has done. If you, if you can't do anything else, just thank him. When you, you feel like you're out of options, you feel like you don't have the power to pray anymore. Because there are times where you've prayed, you've prayed everything you can pray, and you don't know what to say anymore. Just begin to thank him for his goodness. Begin to call him good names. Begin to tell him that he's a good God. Begin to tell him that he's a faithful father, that he's gracious, he's compassionate, he's long-suffering, he's slow to anger, he's abundant in mercy. Just begin to tell him everything that's good about him. Nobody is willing to give anything to anyone who does not praise them. It's a secret to getting things out of people, praising them. Praise God and then he will release from his abundance to you. Do not murmur against the Lord. If you murmur against him like he delayed the children of Israel. One generation, it says that in Joshua chapter 5 from verse 1 to 7, a whole generation died in the wilderness. It, it, it says that everyone, um, it's here in Numbers chapter 14. Everyone, 1429, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward which have murmured against me. So everyone that was 20 years at the time God made this statement, God saw to it that by the time they were 60, they were dead. Only people who were 19 years and under were able to make it into the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb. He wiped out an entire generation. He delayed the movement, he delayed the history of a nation by 40 years because of constant murmuring, complaining against the Lord, against his servant. Something is wrong in church, you complain. You never go to the authorities to make your case. You just complain from one person to another. You are complaining against the Lord. And he has the power to delay your destiny. But in Jesus' name, that will not be our portion. So we're going to pray. First off, we're going to ask God for forgiveness for every time we have murmured against him and his servants. So I'd implore you to rise up wherever you are and get in the position of prayer, whatever that is. And right now, say after me, My Father, my Father, I come to you this day asking you to forgive me, asking you to have mercy on me, asking you to forgive me for murmuring against you. Have mercy on me, O God. Begin to pray in Jesus' name. Have mercy, O Lord, on us. Forgive us for murmuring against you. Forgive us, O King of glory, for for speaking against you, for speaking against your church, speaking against your servants, O oh Lord. Forgive us, O King of glory, sometimes for carrying false rumors, things that are not true, but because of our mood, because we feel like you have not been good enough to us, because we've not gotten what we wanted, we have, we have acted out. Lord, we, are, we come to you this day asking that you forgive us if, because if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us, O Lord, for committing the errors, O Lord, that the children of Israel committed in the wilderness by, by constantly complaining at every challenge instead of crying out to you, instead of praying, instead of worshiping, instead of praising, instead of telling you what you have done for us before. We tell you all the things you have not done tell you the prayers you have not answered, tell you about how bad things are, instead of telling you how good you have been to us. Father, we come to you this day in the name of your son Jesus, asking that you forgive us, O Lord, that you forgive us. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Help us, O King of glory, O Lord. Forgive every time that we've murmured, every, every word that we've said, O God, against you, against your servants, against the church that we attend, against the church in general. Be merciful unto us, O Lord. Forgive our sins, O Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's pray to God and ask him to give us a new heart, a grateful heart, 
a heart that is free of rebellion and pride. They were a rebellious people. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 9, this was when Caleb was addressing the people. He said, in verse 8, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Ask God to deliver you from a heart of ungratefulness, a heart of pride, a heart of rebellion. Begin to pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, have mercy on us. Create in us, O Lord, a new heart. And, and, and make us, O King of Lord, renew a right spirit, O Lord, within us, O Lord. Have mercy, O Lord, and fill us, O Lord, afresh with your spirit. Have mercy on us, O God, and deliver us from the spirit of pride, from the spirit of rebellion, O King of glory. Have mercy, O Lord. Help us to stop kicking against what it is you've told us to do. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O God, we pray, to obey you, to obey you willingly, to obey you without having to be pushed, to obey you without having to be forced, to obey you without having to be manipulated, to obey you in all things, O Lord, and at all times. Give us the grace. In of ourselves, we cannot do it. But with you and through you, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. We're asking, O Lord, for fresh strength, O King of glory. We're asking, O Lord, for, for more grace, fresh grace from above to obey you, O Lord. Give us, O Lord, a new heart, a heart that obeys, a heart that is, that is thankful, a heart that is not full of pride and arrogance, O Lord. Give us a heart, O King of glory, that is ever submitted, O Lord, to your will. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And then we're going to cry out to God. This next verse, before our final prayer point, he said, Caleb said when he was addressing the people, Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. That tells us that a good reason, a good portion of why the children of Israel, aside from murmuring against God, a good um, Part of what was driving what their, their, their character and their attitude was fear. Some of us, because we're afraid of what is to come, because we're afraid of our circumstances, start to say things we should not say. Because we're afraid, we start to go to people we should not go to. Because we're afraid, we start to listen to people we should not listen to. Because we're afraid, we start to consider, well, there's this prophet here. Well, just take a chicken and a goat and just go there. He's still a prophet. He's just going to pray. All of it is prayer. Fear is driving some of you to what will lead to your destruction. Fear is driving some of you to what will delay your destiny, if not cut off your destiny in total. So we are going to cry out to God this day and say, My Father, my Father. Repeat after me. I know I can't hear you. My Father, my Father. Today I come unto you, asking you in the name of your Son, Jesus. Deliver me, O God, from the spirit of fear. Deliver me, O God, from the fear of man. For your word says, the fear of man is a snare. Deliver me from every fear that will lead to me being ensnared, that will lead to my destruction, that will lead to delay of my destiny. In Jesus' name, begin to pray. Heavenly Father, we are crying out to you, O Lord. Deliver us from fear. Deliver us from the spirit of fear. Your word says you have not given unto us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and a spirit of love and of a sound mind. Oh God, deliver us, O King of glory, from every manifestation of fear in our lives. Fear that makes us complain. Fear that makes us murmur. Fear that makes us speak evil into our destiny. Fear that makes us speak the wrong thing. Fear that makes us call, our, call, call into question the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Have mercy, O Lord. Fear that causes us to put our trust in man. 
to put our trust in lies, to put our trust in fraud, to put our trust in illegal businesses. Oh God of heaven, we cry out to you this day. Deliver us from the spirit of fear. Deliver us from the fear of man, from the fear of circumstance, the fear of no money, oh God. Deliver us from worry and anxiety, oh King of glory. Let your peace that passes all understanding, oh Lord, rest in our hearts, oh Lord, even as we cry out to you in prayer and in thanksgiving, even as we bring our supplication to you. Let your peace, oh Lord, like we have never experienced before, let your peace rest upon our hearts and reign in our hearts. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Finally, we're going to cry out to God and say, Heavenly Father, grant me divine speed to your intended destination for my life. Grant me divine speed. Grant me divine speed without delay. That's the end of um, in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. It says, let's go there briefly. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Do it, tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The version I like, because it will surely come without delay. We're going to cry out to God and ask Him to bring us to our vision, to bring us to our expected end. He said at the end it shall surely speak. The vision is usually not clear in the beginning. The vision is usually not clear to you. It might be clear to God. God spelt out the vision clearly, but he didn't say all the things that would happen, the journey through the wilderness, all the challenges, everything, until it came to the end. Our Father and the Lord used to say, God tells you the end from the beginning, but he doesn't tell you the middle. So be rest assured, and we're going to cry out to God to get us through that middle, to hasten our steps, to, to empower us, empower us spiritually, empower us mentally, empower us financially to get to the end of the vision, to get to the accomplishment of the vision, to get to the finishing of the vision, whatever that vision is, whether it's vision for the next month, vision for the next three months, vision for the next six months, vision for the next year and a half, maybe even vision for the next five years. Ask God for divine speed right now. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we're crying out to you, O Lord. We're asking you to grant us divine speed. We're asking you to quicken our finances. We're asking you to quicken us spiritually. We're asking you to quicken our connection. We're asking you for divine connections. We're asking you that people and things and places begin to fall into place, O Lord, in order that we might become what you have intended for us to become, in order that we might do what you have intended for us to do, in order that we might go where, where you have intended for us to go. Oh God, we're asking for help. Without your help, oh God, the vision will remain unaccomplished. Without your help, there will be delay in accomplishing of the vision, oh Lord. That vision that you have given, that you have given for this church, that you have given for the body of Christ in Nigeria, the vision, oh Lord, that the vision, the plan you had when you had Nigeria created. Men did not create this nation. You saw to it that this nation was created as it is. You have a plan for this nation. Oh God, bring it to pass and let it come to pass right now without delay. Oh Lord, the power to hasten a vision is in your hand. The power to make it quicker than it ought to have been is in your hand. You are Alpha and Omega. You are beginning and the end. You can go into the past. You can go into the future. You can work in our present. You can do anything you want to do. And so we're crying out to you, all powerful and gracious God. Deliver us, O King of glory. Deliver us, O Lord. Quicken, O Lord, this vision. Quicken, O King of glory, our steps. Quicken our connections. Quicken our finances. Quicken us spiritually. Fill us, O God, with more of your spirit. More grace, more anointing, more unction, O Lord. In order that the vision, O Lord, might come to pass, O Lord, and that without delay. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you are watching and you have not given your life to Christ, there is no vision for your future. The vision for your future is a future in hell, eternity in hell. So I'm appealing to you now 
um, to give your life to Jesus Christ. He'll give you a vision for your life. He will put you into your, the, your rightful place in the body of Christ and see to it that your life will get new meaning and new purpose. If you have decided to give your life to Christ, and I hope you do, to say these words after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, asking for your forgiveness. I'm, I cry to you for forgiveness because I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. Please forgive my sins. Wash me by the precious blood of your son. Accept me into your family and change my life for good. Deliver me from the bondages of darkness and of Satan. Translate me, O God, into your kingdom, the kingdom of light. In Jesus' name I have prayed. If you've said this prayer, uh, brother or sister, you're now a born-again child of God. Um, the number's on the screen that you can contact for prayers and counseling. And to find an Overcomers Church World Outreach near you, please visit our website. Brothers and sisters, we have overcome. We've overcome principalities and powers. We've overcome unfruitfulness. We've overcome uh, demonic powers in this world. And we have overcome by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.